The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hi, I'm Bill's defensive end Greg Russo, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellas on Circling the Wagons podcast. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills! Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times, here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Bills Mafia, what's up? The Buffalo Bills, your Buffalo Bills, barely, barely squeaked by the New York Giants in Orchard Park tonight, 14-9. to to go four and two in the season and uh, and give us all a collective heart attack. So that was nice. That was nice. This was a this was an interesting game. We're going to recap this game from the beginning. We're going to go over this Bills victory. Give our thoughts on the game. Some stats of the game. Our sweet sassy molassy plays of the game and who or what we're going to put on our wall of fame and wall of shame. And uh, we have two uh, two giveaways to give away for our podcast listeners. Uh, but first. I'm joined by, by my co-hosts, John and Mike, on this episode of Circling the Wagons, which is brought to you by the Twin Spire Sportsbook at DeLago, at the DeLago Resort and Casino in Waterloo, New York. So, guys, this was a crazy game. Um, the Bills were 15.5-point favorites going into this one, and they couldn't look less like favorites um, in this one. The New York Giants just... For the second straight week, the Bills couldn't get anything going on offense, at least with the Jaguars defense and, you know, the Jets defense, those two games that they lost. You're like, well, those are pretty good defenses. I can understand the the Giants aren't a great defense. They're not. They're, they're like bottom 10 in almost every category. So the Bills struggled mightily the entire game. The defense missing, you know, three starters on defense. The defense kept the Bills in this game, um, only allowing nine points and making the game saving play at the end of the game. Um, I, I gotta say as a Bills fan, I'm happy it's over. I'm happy we got out with the, the win. Um, kind of nervous for how the season's going to go for the Bills the rest of the way. Um, I don't have a ton of confidence in this team going into it, but we're just a few weeks removed from like a couple of trouncings against, you know, the Dolphins and the Raiders and the Commanders and all that stuff. So, um, I'm happy. Don't get me wrong. I'm excited. Um, but obviously a little hesitance 
there. You know, it's just like, it's a John, John, I'll start with you first. Um, thoughts on the game and, uh, and how are you holding up? Um, I'm, I'm holding on by a thread, Nate. <laughs> I wasn't, as you know, I wasn't super confident coming into this game. Um, and you know, you look at the Jaguars game on offense in the first couple quarters on offense in this game, it was more of the same. Um, and then you had like, you know, like it was like, even before the game even started, like the announcers, I was already, already had issues with. And then like the red jerseys, which you guys know, I'm not a fan of. Um, and then you had the, the Damian Harris on the field and like, ah, oh, geez, I'll, one thing after another. Um, so, I mean, Glad they got the win. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure what the future looks like, but you got to. I, I think at this point, to you know, not to go coach speak on it, but you really at this point, we just got to take it week to week. We can't have these grandeur plans at this point and thinking about like what might be at the end of the year. We, I, I think we just got to look at the next game and like, all right, can we win this next game? What do we got to do and go from there? Yeah, you know, I I put a lot of stock into the the fact that this was a different game than normal. And I kind of talked about it. We did, I did a quick, you know, preview uh, podcast on Thursday night um, with Kyle from banged up bills. And, and just, we were talking about injuries and stuff like that. And I was like, I don't like that. Daniel Jones is out. I like, I think Tyrod Taylor is the better quarterback to just keep them in games and everything that kind of could go wrong, you know, went wrong. Just like the, when the bills lose, they usually end up, beating themselves completely, usually, you know, so the Bills turned the ball over in the first half twice, like great. Gabriel Davis um, fumbled that that one, and, and you know, uh, Josh Allen, right after the Damian Harris injury, you just mentioned, John, right after that, he had a huge play to Stephon Diggs, and then the, then the next play right after that, the ball was tipped in the air and intercepted. Um, so just the Bills giving up the ball, them getting penalties on defense and on offense, um, those two plays where the wide receivers were open and they got tripped uh, by Giants DBs. Like everything just seemed to go. I'm like, this isn't going to go well for the Buffalo Bills. And then that Knox play at the end of the game where Allen threw it to Knox wide open to end the game and Knox had it in his hands and he dropped it just one thing after another. I didn't think they were going to win this game, to be honest. The way that it was ending with it going to the last play of the game and then there was a pass interference on the Buffalo Bills that led it to you know, first and goal at the one yard line. I'm like, the Bills aren't going to win this game. This is not the game that they normally win, but they somehow pulled it off. So I'm ecstatic about that, but I'm, I'm kind of upset that it took to that. Like this, this Bills team is much better than this Giants team, or at least I thought, at least I think so, or I thought so. Uh, Mike, your thoughts on the Bills win in this one. I loved it. I love watching the Bills in prime time. I love when it comes down to the wire and when we win. And I love how we squash the emotional homecomings of Brian Dable and Tyrod Taylor. They seem like great people, but ah, it's a huge win for the Bills. And I think we're overplaying like the importance of destroying a team, right? The Eagles lost today to the to the Jets led by Zach Wilson. The 49ers lost today to the lowly Browns and PJ Walker. Like, come on. Like I love that we won a close game. You and I, we've watched 20 years of the Bills getting just like, oh, I, I had so many leap to mind. The one I remember the most is when they lost to the Jaguars. <laughs> you oh, mean the last play of the game? <laughs> remember that? You mean last week? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, no. <laughs> 20 years ago. <laughs> I don't remember that one. You mean the Titans? 
No. No, the <laughs> Jaguars, they won so the many. last game. It's, it's, <laughs> let's play the game. The Bills player oh, yes. Back yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was yeah, like pass interference or something. The, yeah, yeah. Of, yeah, it pushed him out the back. And then it was like the rule was you had to let the player, if you pushed him out and he could have come down in, he was in. Remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good good memory, man. Jeez. So you're it, was ex- ex- it was exciting all the way through. Yeah. Great. A little too exciting. I was kind of hoping for some non-excitement tonight. Like I was watching the game. I'm like, you know, I don't really need to be this stressed. I was like, I kind of like to, I like the games where we're like up by like three scores by the third quarter. And then you can just kind of relax, you know, because that's how you beat Tyrod Taylor is you make him have to pass the ball. If he doesn't have to pass the ball. I mean, we know Tyrod better than anyone, better than any other team in the NFL. That's how you beat Tyrod Taylor. You keep him out of the game. If he manages to stay in the game, then he can run the ball. He can check down. Um, some of those check downs at the end, he's like passing behind the line of scrimmage and they're like minus one yard games. I'm like, that's the Tyrod I remember. Just stay there. Just don't. And then at the end of the game, you know, he throws the ball up and luckily they got that DPI. But yeah, yeah, a little, ex- very exciting, very exciting. Um, didn't think they'd pull that off, but uh, feels good. Feels good. I'm just worried, Mike, that this doesn't translate to the future. But really, you're kind of saying that it isn't a box. Like the Eagles won't lose to the to the um, Jets every week, sort of thing. It's just you know we'll have to see. Well, I mean, it just stinks that this is two weeks in a row that we've seen the offense struggle. But in a, in a long season where they're like, I think they're second or third in points per game, they're just going to struggle in some games, right? They made adjustments at halftime. the The Bills only had three drives in the second half, and those first two drives are amazing and the third drive was just them trying to let the giants use timeouts which is debatable on those play calls but that might have been partly mcdermott too but i think dorsey made great second half adjustments yeah yeah they started scoring in the second half so absolutely that that rollout play that they were going to end the game on that was genius play calling like that would have worked if dawson knox their 14 million dollar tight end comes down with the ball that game's over by then. They don't even have to wait for Tyrod to drive down the field and you know get a defensive pass interference and be first and goal at the one-yard line. And Taron Johnson somehow stops Darren Waller from scoring, but also looks like pass interference at the same time. <laughs> I think they got away with one on that one. But What do you mean somehow stops him? He was grabbing his jersey with one hand and pulling his arm <laughs> down with his other hand. He was. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> I'd be super pissed if I was a Giants fan. <laughs> That's like... Uh, <laughs> let's, let's go into stats of the game. Stats of the game brought to you by the Twin Spire Sportsbook at Delago. Josh Allen, 19 for 30, 169 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Not a tremendous game by Josh Allen by any stretch. Um, struggled a lot. Um, got, got a lot of pressure, more pressure than I was thinking he would get. Um, this was a scrappy game, by the way, guys. I did not expect there to be this had a this had a feeling of like a divisional rivalry game, you know, like the Jets or the Dolphins, you know. I was not expecting that from an NFC team. I think it's the Dable factor, really. And it was probably amplified a little bit more with Tyrod Taylor, but I don't think he, because of him, I think it was just Dable, you know, pumping up his guys to, you know, in that regard. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think you're right. James Cook, Captain Cook, 14 carries for 71 yards. He had a good game today. Latavius Murray had 12 carries for 45 yards. Josh Allen only two carries for 11 yards today. Um, not a whole lot of rushing yards for Josh Allen on the season. Even, you know, we, we've noticed that. 
I think he had an average of 47 yards per game last season. I think he might have only hit that once so far in the first six games. Stephon Diggs, the leading receiver for the Buffalo Bills, 10 receptions on 16 targets. Stephon Diggs had over half the targets of Josh Allen today. 100 yards, zero touchdowns. Gabe Davis had three receptions on four targets for 21 yards. A touchdown. Or no, I'm sorry, no touchdowns by Gabe Davis. Dawson Knox, three receptions on six targets for 17 yards. And then the only other one that really truly matters is Quinn Morris, one reception, one t- target on one target for 15 yards and one touchdown. So Tyrod Taylor with a very Tyrod Taylor-esque day, 24 carries, or I'm sorry, 24 attempts, I'm sorry, 24 completions on 36 attempts, 200 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. It's a very Tyrod Taylor-esque game. Um, five carries for 24 yards for Tyrod Taylor. Um, Saquon Barkley had uh, 24 rushes on 93 yards. Couldn't get anything going throughout the first half. They showed that stat on the broadcast where it was like 19 carries for 32 yards. And then in the next five carries, he had like 60 yards, right? Like he was just crushing the Bills. Um, and of course, you know, the Bills defense was a little gas because they had been holding up the Bills offense the entire game. So the Bills offense comes alive and then the Bills defense is just like, we can't keep doing this, guys. <laughs> Although, to be fair, when the Bills offense came alive, they had like a 10-minute drive, and like four minutes before that, it was halftime, so it's not like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, they, they had some time off, right? <laughs> so, Darius Slayton was the leading receiver for the Giants, four receptions on six targets for 69 yards. Uh, Robinson, eight receptions on eight targets for 62 yards, and then Darren Waller, five receptions on seven targets for 43 yards. A few other stats from to today's win, tonight's win. Um, <laughs> only one that like was so. F- it was. It was funny. I, I was looking at this Bills PR. It was like the Bills drives that that ended up with a touchdown. It was the. It was almost ten minutes of game clock, which was the team's longest touchdown drive since 2016. And I was kind of like that was that was uh, with Deontay Hardy's first touchdown. So that was another great play by Deontay Hardy. It was a good play dialed up by Dable and, or I'm sorry, Dable, <laughs> Dorsey in general um, on that touchdown. But at the time I'm thinking like, that's not great. It took 10 minutes. Like you guys are behind. You need to be scoring faster and then scoring again after that. Um, I don't think that was like a feather in your cap sort of stat, but I thought, I thought it was good that they, they could actually sustain they, a drive. You mean they, they took the lead and it took 10. They, they had a 17 play drive, 10 minutes. That's awesome. Their first, their first offensive possession of the second half. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I guess it's better than a punt or something. I just wanted them to score. I just wanted the the thing about today is it just felt like everything was difficult. Well, it's not like they were down by like twenty one to start the second half. They're down by six. So touchdown puts them in the lead, right? Yeah, a touchdown puts them in the lead. But like when they couldn't score on like their first five or six drives, and they got helped out tremendously. Before the end of half, uh, the end of the half by Tyrod audibling out of a passing play to a running play, and then they ended up getting zero points instead of three points or seven points right before the end of the half. I mean, that was that was good. That that was the moment where because like you know a few minutes before that I was thinking, oh, the Bills are the worst team in the league, <laughs> <laughs> and then that that happened. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, that's funny. I was like, yes, yes, Tyrod, yes. Yes, come back to the dark side. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was funny. It, it was a good reminder. That moment was definitely a good reminder, John. All right, let's go into our 
Sweet Sassy Molassie Plays of the Game. Sweet Sassy Molassie Plays of the Game brought to you by the Twin Spire Sportsbook at Delago. Um, John, I'll start with you first. What was your Sweet Sassy Mol- or Sweet Sassy Molassie Play of the Game? Um, there are definitely a few plays that stick out, um, but I think that the Quentin Morris touchdown was was pretty amazing. Um, you know, Allen under pressure, somehow throwing it to a spot um, that not sure he knew where he was throwing it, but he, he got it to the exact spot where it needed to be. And Quentin Morris didn't drop it like a lot of other receivers might have. And other tight the, ends that we know, because <laughs> there was a defensive player right there, another one coming across the field at the same time. Like it was all like bang bang and. It, it just worked out perfectly. So uh, super happy for, for Morris, and I, I, that'd probably be my play of the game. Yeah, that's a good one. That's my play of the game. If I'm not giving it to Taron Johnson for holding on to Darren Waller's can't arm. Possibly, that can't, it was a good play, but it can't possibly be the play of the game. It has to come down to the final one <laughs> where the Go entire ahead. game hinges. Well, it could possibly be, but yours is valid clock, too. Clock is <laughs> out the window. Needing a stop, Bills need to stop one play. That's the play of the game. Play of the game, the last play. That's <laughs> it's like dumb and dumb. What's the soup of the day? <laughs> or what's the soup du jour? It's oh, just... it's the soup of the day. <laughs> we should call this the play du jour. <laughs> the play du jour. What's the play du jour? It's the play of the day, Nate. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Good call, Mike. <laughs> it yeah. has to be the final one. The one that put the nail in the coffin. That is that that's gotta be it. I like how it changed my mind from John's to Mike. It's like definitely John's. No. Is it you know, is it the nail in the coffin if it was like it, it's not like they like <laughs> put the game away. I mean well they did, but like it's like I think it means something different. <laughs> there was no time left. So it's not really the nail in the I guess it is. That's like but, the coffin that's like the last bit of dirt being thrown on the yeah, coffin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? I thought the nail in the coffin just means the nails, the coffin shut, right? But there's still more that's happening, but it's over for all intents. He, he could oh, ring the yeah. bell. He could still ring the bell if mm. you know he, was... he, he woke up. That's right. They used to do that, right? Yeah, Victorians, man. That sounds like a very important job. <laughs> it should have been like the most important job, but you know they half-assed it every single time. It's like, hey Jethro, did you get that bell over there on uh, plot forty-eight? Ah, uh, yeah, totally, boss. <laughs> Strings totally not connected. <laughs> it doesn't have like one of those things on the inside of the bell that dings against it. It's missing. Yeah, you'd hear it. It's like feverishly being pulled and yanked. <laughs> string breaks. It's like it's not even string. It's like horse hair. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I'm gonna go any or or you could go with a very non-important play. But a play that I enjoyed, which was the skirmish in the uh, in the third quarter on the goal line for the Buffalo Bills before they scored that touchdown to Deontay Hardy, where uh, Josh Allen got into it when his offensive linemen were being shoved around. Right, like he came in off the side off the side and just like gave a big shoulder shrug to that uh, or shoulder into the the linebacker on the Giants. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, that's good and bad. Good and bad. Yeah, good. I love yeah. it that he didn't get injured back because he could have gotten like you know tossed to the ground, right? Right. But you know, it, you know, on the other hand, it, it you know rallies the teammates, right? Like all oh, our quarterbacks get into it. Uh, you know, we got to get into it too. But speaking of which, the you mentioned Hardy the uh, for that touchdown. That was an excellent play call. That was a really good play too. This should just be a different segment then. Like 
stuff you liked because it's not the play du jour. Well, I know we're, we're talking about honorable mentions. It leads, it oh, leads into segue? yeah, it's honorable mentions. <laughs> it's, le- it's leading into other discussions. So yeah. yeah. That was that was a really good it's, play. It's, it's, it's Quentin Morris, then the last play of the game, and then honorable mentions. <laughs> so you're just listening to touchdown plays. <laughs> I'm just going to go through the Well, entire... there's only two <laughs> for both teams combined. <laughs> I'm going to ESPN right now, and I'm just going to read through all the plays of the entire game. <laughs> Josh Allen, handoff as a shotgun to James Cook for one yard. Josh Allen, okay, so... What I didn't like, tell me, can somebody explain to me how if there's three personal fouls against one team and then one personal foul against the other team, like how that's even, like how that even, there's no ejections or anything, but like, it's so like, what's the point? Like, if you know that there's a personal foul, just take liberties. Like, why didn't that linebacker just like, just like, I don't know, start giving Josh Allen an uppercuts. Like, what's the point? Why not? It's it's offsetting penalties. (laughs) There's a difference. Well, uppercut would probably be an ejection, but I, I, I fair. The w- one few things I the, oh, I agreed with the announcers with is like, yeah, if it's going to be offsetting, just who cares? Just keep the game moving, you know. Well, don't you want to track it in case somebody does something again? Because then it's like, oh, that's your second one. And also, when you say Nate taking liberties, I think I feel like that means something. Doesn't that mean when, like when somebody's grabbing your genitalia <laughs> under the pile? How did that, that happen? Those, those are some liberties that could be taken. <laughs> that's not what I was thinking of. But uh, I feel like that's a euphemism for that. Euphemism. <laughs> like, I had never really thought about taking liberties. I thought that it could be with anything, like anything in life. Like, man, uh, you know, Jeff's really taking liberties in his lunch break over there. You know, <laughs> coming back an extra fifteen minutes late. <laughs> It's not like he's really grabbing some genitalia at lunch <laughs> at the local <laughs> pub. Jeff's not allowed at the local pub anymore. Uh, at the at the uh, at the Chili's across the street. Um. So what were we talking? About? What were we talking about? <laughs> uh, what's the point? If you know that there's a, if you know, but then again, also true. If you're at the one yard line too, I mean, what is a even if it wasn't offsetting penalties. What do you get? First and goal at the one? You were already at the one yard line. You know, like it would have been so much worse for the Bills if the Giants didn't have like any penalty. If it was just a Bills, oh, player, if it was just right? a Bills player, that. yeah. Because then you're got back on the sixteen again, right? Yeah, you're doing like second or third and goal from yeah from sixteen yards. Yeah, out. I was I was rooting for offsetting at that point just to keep it at the two, and not move anywhere. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking like when when the guy came over and just shoved Spencer Brown out of nowhere, I was like, they can't eject for that. I guess what would it what would an ejection take for that? Like out of nowhere, I, I'm just wondering what it would take. Like literally uppercuts, right? Like I mean, that's you, you can punch each other. I mean, there's punching, there's kicking. Uh, I mean, Kevin Thibodeau was just kicking Deion Dawkins from the ground, so that's cool. Like you can do that. Yeah, and Brown did the same thing. He, he had his feet up in there. That's probably how he hurt his knee. Oh, yeah, yeah, he hurt his knee. That's right. He left the game with it. He came back, though, I believe. Yeah. I believe he came back, but yeah. Yeah, I think if you're, like, taking actual swings or pulling helmets off and those types of things, then you're, I think shoving is, is not necessarily an ejection. Yeah, knock someone down. What if he got What if he got a concussion from that, from some guy just coming out of nowhere and knocking him down and he landed on his head? Like that's yeah. what that's supposed. It's unfortunate. Well, that's what they do in hockey, right? They give you a major penalty depending on like the injury. If there's injury, or there's blood or something, right? Like to me, it goes from a minor to a major, right? Like they should do that for uh, 
for football. So they should have let him fight, just like in hockey. Yes, yes, they should have. They should have. I don't know if I take Spencer Brown in that one, but he is a big man, so maybe I do. <laughs> but it has to be one on one. They couldn't like allow like because I think a couple of people were in on. Obviously, a lot of people were in on it, right? Three, four, four personal fouls in one play, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Chippy, chippy game by the Giants. Um, okay, so we did Sweet Sassy Molassi plays. The guy the- that they brought in to explain all that didn't he look like Christopher Reeve? Let's go into our wall. But that dude is better than Gene Ser- Serator. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, Gene Serator looks like he's getting like. Uh, some money during the game <laughs> just mm-hmm. even though he's not even in he's not even doing anything anymore Terrible. just yeah well actually what the call should be never that call never is that call never <laughs> uh, you can't bat in real time <laughs> <laughs> on what gene steratore is gonna say yeah <laughs> is gene steratore gonna be right after this challenge no <laughs> no <laughs> no is minus 1100 <laughs> Yes is plus 2,500. <laughs> you guys, that's that's going to be part of the betting the bill segment. If Gene Steratore comes on, you hammer. You hammer that no. <laughs> you hammer that no bet as soon as it comes up. <laughs> Live betting. Uh, put your mortgage on it. It's just... Like I always say, like bet responsibly, right? Like don't bet what you can't lose. Like no, not in this case. <laughs> bet, bet so much it's more. Lock, <laughs> whatever you have in your children's college fund, bet it. <laughs> your emergency fund. It doesn't have to be emergency fund anymore. It can be your slush fund. Like, uh, um, let's go into the wall of fame and wall of shame. Let's start with the wall of fame, um, Mike. On this one, who do you put on your wall of fame in this win? I feel like it has to be somebody from the defense. Darren Johnson? Yeah. Taryn the Robber Baron? <laughs> do, you um, like the, do you like that better, Taryn, instead of Taryn the Taint Johnson, Taryn the Robber Baron? Taren. You like Taryn the Perineum. Like, that was your thing. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. But Taryn of Perineum sounds... I, I, <laughs> well, it was just because of the taint, but Taren, yeah, I like yeah. the, I like the robber baron stealing the game. I like that hmm. robber baron. Benford defended. Remember on that long pass, fourth and ten. It was like fourth and ten, I think. And Taylor had the perfect pass to Slayton in, on the sideline, and Benford was like right there, didn't get his head around, but had his hands up. And like, oh wow, that so much happened after that, but that to me was like the play of the game up to that point. Um, yeah, just Diggs certainly stepped up. Um, I guess Johnson. Yeah, I, just thinking back through, I hadn't haven't thought about it till now. But Bass shit to bed usually <laughs> such a bright spot. <laughs> He's usually Bassomatic, and he was asthmatic tonight. <laughs> <laughs> to hold any NFL team to nine points, uh, like. Injuries galore, it seems, every week. And, uh, yeah, I guess I guess Taron Johnson. Dude, why didn't Tyrod – I like that Slayton play you brought up. I'm glad you brought it up because that was a great play by Benford, like you said. Their best cornerback right now with Dean Jackson out and Tredavious White out. The whole time, I'm just like, why did you pass to the guy that Benford is covering? Why didn't you pass to the guy that Elam was covering? <laughs> like classic Tyrod Taylor. If that was Trevor Lawrence, he would have just dropped a dime to – whoever Elon was covering and he would have come down with it. 
<laughs> you know, like that's mm-hmm. that's the difference, no I guess, doubt. between Trevor Lawrence and <laughs> it was a great pass by Tyrod Taylor, but he just picked the wrong cornerback to pick on. So yeah, I like that one, Taron Johnson. I should have told that one to to Swami. Taryn, Taryn the robber baron. What do you think? <laughs> oh, I don't know. You got a little uh, <laughs> Rockefeller into that. I like it. <laughs> um, John, what about you? Who's on your wall of fame? Taryn the robber baron or someone else? I just have to keep yeah. saying it. Yeah, this is a tough one for sure. Um, and I agree with Mike Scabby if someone on the defense. And I'd, I'd probably go with Taryn Johnson on it. Um, I think he led the team in tackles. Um, played a pretty good game. Um, so, and I, you know, there you go. I like how Mike's nodding his head. He's like, good one, good one, because he agreed with like, oh, good point. Good point. John didn't really add any other specific points to it, but John's like, he's, Mike's like, I'm, val- I'm validating. 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 <laughs> he val- oh, well, Mike. I appreciate that very much. I was not sure. <laughs> if there's anything Mike enjoys, it's a good validation in anything that. Uh, I love it. He says or does. Who doesn't love a good validation? Um, I love that you validated the fact that I it said that you love a good validation. So that's a lot of validating going on around here. <laughs> it's one big circling the wagons jerk over here. Let's go. <laughs> it's, a, it's a late I one. was just going to say, too, validation is my kink. It's my <laughs> you guys can't even tell from where we're looking at each other, but I am. <laughs> I am full, fully aroused. Uh, <laughs> this is like late night circling the wagons. So I'm going to give it to not someone specifically, although I like the Taron Johnson one. I'm going to give it to uh, the end of the half defense. On both the first half and the second half, because the first half, I mean, even though Tyrod chose the wrong play call, I, Saquon Barkley could have run that ball in if they weren't prepared for it. Um, what a great stop by the Bills defense in that that way. I mean, that's all taken back by the fact that Elam, was it Elam that had the pass interference in the end zone to cause that like first and goal or something like that? I can't remember. It was bad, though, but. Bailed out. That's a, that, that's a good point because the defense is probably expecting pass there, and they stopped Barkley, which is right? impressive. <laughs> so yeah, Tyrod threw a curveball at him that he wasn't supposed to do, not on purpose, not because it was like he's playing 4D chess. He made the wrong call, and yeah, Bill's defense was not suspecting that. And then obviously the end of the game, them them bailing out, uh, you know, the offense for not being able to end it. Um, and what stinks about that incomplete pass is they don't have to use a timeout, so it's like, <laughs> you know, gave them one more play. So. Um, yeah, just the end of end of half defense. I mean, great. I mean, if you think about it, we should be giving not only props to the players, but Sean McDermott. I mean, he's been an amazing defensive coordinator for this team. Like minus a few games worth. I mean, at what at what game were you like the defense just let the Bills down completely? Like, if anything, we're talking offense, right? Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school 
that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. So let's go. Sorry, go ahead, John. No, this this is a perfect lead into the next segment. So let's go into Wall of Shame. So, John, let, you, you have to start off the Wall of Shame now. Sean McDermott. Not because of the defense. The defense is great. Um, I think it's just team obviously wasn't prepared today and or last week. And on top of that, in this particular game, there were a lot of questionable decisions where, like, for example, the, the punt on fourth was a fourth and 10 on their own or on the opposing 38 or something like that. Yeah. Something like, and they punted it to 10. So it's a 28 yard difference, right? Like stuff like that. Well, it's a damn um, good thing. They didn't give Bass a shot at it because he probably would have. <laughs> well, that's the thing. And then like, and then like it was fourth and seven on that. And I was like, go for it again. Right. So part of those plays is McDermott should have worked with Dorsey and like, Hey, we're in no man's land get us closer, like at least call a play that gets us yards, right? So that we can have a better shot at a fourth down on those types of plays. And then, of course, at the end of the game, where it's Bass is a 53-yarder, you, you guys know I love going for it and, and or kicking, you know, not punting, right? That would have been the time I would have punted. And, of course, they didn't and missed the field goal. So, like, all these things combined. And then, like, at the, the third – the Bills' third drive of the second half was the one where How they are you of... always right, John? That's what I don't understand every single time. Well, I texted you guys before all these plays happened, so there is a record of it. So just look at the timestamps compared to when the play happened. There you go. And then also... Um, I mute all that. Sorry. <laughs> at the end of the game, <laughs> when the Bills were forcing the Giants to use their timeouts, when they weren't even in field goal range yet, and like they were forced to throw it to Knox and the, whatever, dro- maybe he drops it. But like I wouldn't have called two runs up the middle. The Giants are expecting it, right? So like I would have worked with Dorsey and that to like, hey, we got to do something here. We can't just keep doing the, what they're going to expect. So all those things combined, I'm blaming McDermott. A lot of people are going to say Dorsey, but I think he made great adjustments at halftime. And um, those first two drives that they came out, they only had three drives, two dri- three drives in the second half. So those first two drives are great. They're nice long drives. They both ended up in touchdowns. There was no issues I had with any of those play calls in the second half uh, otherwise. So you had no issues if the play resulted in a touchdown? Would you? Would I? What are you getting at? What are you getting at? If you're, if you're talking about the punts and the field goals and stuff, but you, you know, I'm texting you guys <laughs> in game, like go for it, or you should have done this, or you should have done that. I'd punt it this time. And like, they always did the opposite and it always didn't work out. That's true. John is the best hindsight 2020 coordinator that there is, but it was in hindsight. I was calling it real no, time. You were, you were. <laughs> you were, it ended up being right a few of the times, but it was right yeah, today. It was right today. today. Today it was right. And I blame McDermott. For that and not having his team ready you're a good fourth down coordinator you're always like except usually you're just like go for it no matter what now, it's like now last week i now i said that he didn't have the team prepared last week either last week i i would have had dorsey as the on the wall shame uh, ahead of mcdermott but this week I, the defense played great which makes it tough but i i think that dorsey made the second half adjustments but like the in-game like decisions and stuff i wasn't sure um i agreed with today mm-hmm Interesting. I like. I I did not think you were going to say Sean McDermott. 
I like I like that one. It's it's a little contrarian. Mike, what about you? Who's on your wall of shame? I disagree with the premise of like, oh, if it's I'm not sure which exact situation you're you're talking about, but say it's fourth and uh, third and ten, you're saying, oh, we should just get five yards and then kick the field goal. But you think like bat? No, 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 no. You should automatic all year. So you go for the first down, and if you miss it, then okay, we got to kick the fifty-two yard. But but he didn't kick a fifty-five yarder. They punted it on that first time, which you already automatically knew there was something up with either bass or the weather or something, because the second time he missed it, and obviously the last time he missed it too. So they should have called a higher percentage play on third down rather than throwing another incomplete pass to wherever, and like so that they could have at least gotten you know, closer or gotten the first down either or compared to just going for all of it at once. So you would have liked to see like a five yard play instead of going for the first down on that third down play. You're at the 38 yard line, get another five yards, maybe make it a 50 yard field goal. Throw a six or seven yard pass. Maybe the receiver gets the first down. If he doesn't, then it's a manageable fourth down. So you can decide at that point, do I still want to get a manageable fourth down? Or, or, you, could get, or you could get a field goal at that point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why are you punting for net 28? Like, it makes no sense to me. Sometimes I wonder, though, is that Allen or Dorsey, because I'm sure Dorsey has some short passes called. We just don't see them necessarily. We just see wherever Josh throws the ball, but, right? But McDermott's the head coach. He's got to, like, he's he's got to work in concert with all these guys, right? Like, the offense coordinator and in turn Allen. Like, they got to have a plan, right, mm-hmm. in these situations. I think you're selling them short to say that they don't. Um, I, I think it... Like the analytics, they do. It's look just at bad. each specific play, but it's like the NBA where it's like, oh, if you're down by two and you go for three with a 30% chance, or do you go for two with a 50% chance? Like you go for the three, even with a less percentage, because you make the two, right? It's 50%, but then you got to win in overtime and that's another 50%. And then it's only 25 when you multiply out the percentage. It's like, I, I, if, if they, if it's third and 10 and they throw a four yard pass, I'm. You're livid. Not happy. Mike flies into a room. Oh, awesome! <laughs> it's it's not exactly the same as as how you're stating it, though. Basically I, the same. We're, Basically. we're all the drought years, right? Like they all oh, third and twenty five. Let's run a draw up the middle. Like, yeah, I get that. that. But this is completely different. I think they they were overthinking themselves. Like they had a plan. I'm not saying they didn't have a plan. They had a plan. It was just bad. Like they're playing against Dable. Like, oh, let's try to outthink Dable and do this and this and this. And I, they just weren't doing what worked best for them. Yeah, I kind of see it both ways. I see it. Mike, is that who you were going to give it? Were you going to give it to Dorsey for Wall of Shame? I'll, um, I'll tell you mine if you want to take a second. I would say the Ed Oliver headbutt is something that really stuck out to me. Yeah, that it was, was just a- like it would have been third and 14 instead of it was first and goal. I mean, we're, it's going all the way back to the first quarter, but that mm-hmm. was a big, big play. Yeah, luckily it didn't end up being a touchdown, but it could have easily been. Um, I'm going to give it to Tyler Bass. On this one, which normally we don't because he's been so great this season in general, it was a bad game for him. Uh, He missed two field goals today. Uh, Two field goals that easily would have put the game out of reach. Um, And, you know, it wasn't just his fault. The the game is is not on him whatsoever, but he just didn't have a good game. And normally we're able to rely on him (laughs) to have a good game. So just one of those games. We all have them. I'm probably going to have one at work tomorrow. Did you didn't like <laughs> <laughs> I'm counting on it. <laughs> no. Dude, it's Monday. You got to ease in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nobody eases in on Monday. They're all like, "Ah, oh, shit, I didn't do anything on Friday. I got to really make up for it now." It's already Monday, so we we should be easing in. When I had paid family leave when we had our second, um I always took Mondays off cuz I 
I had a, what I could take, like, I think I took six weeks of, or 12 weeks of Mondays or something like that. And I was choosing, because uh, I was going to take one day a week to, like, ease back into going to work full time. And I was like, well, I could either take Mondays or Fridays off, right? And Fridays off, like, everyone's happy on Friday. Everyone's in a good mood. You dress in jeans on Friday sometimes. Like, people sometimes don't even work the full day on Friday, right? Like, that's a great time to work. Like, nobody usually has, like, deadlines on Friday or whatever. But Monday, everyone's in a bad mood. They feel pressured or anxious from stuff that they didn't get finished the week before. I mean... Because they didn't do anything on Friday. (laughs) They didn't do anything on Friday. I know, and that's when I wanted to work because I wanted to work with the people that didn't do work on Fridays. It's the best. Yeah. (laughs) John's like, I know exactly the people you're talking about. Listen, bare minimum Monday is not about doing less. It's not about slacking off. It's about self-care. Which You're actually looking out for your employer. You're doing your employer a favor by bare minimum Monday. (laughs) Ensuring your longevity. I saw a funny tweet earlier this week. It was just like, I wish you could call in healthy to work. Be like, you know, I'm feeling great. I just don't want to waste a, a work day on this. <laughs> like it's, yeah. Um, so that was Wall of Fame and Wall of Shame. You guys want? Did you? Did, yeah. Did you notice like that? It seemed like the nameplates were like peeling off. Like I've never seen anything. I've never seen a one. And then tonight I saw like two or three. It's like, did the NFL cheap out on the the players' names on the back of the jerseys? Oh, I didn't notice that. The 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 numbers coming off the jerseys like they've just been pulled off. They were. Yeah, like the nameplates. And you know the nameplates specifically. No, I didn't notice that. Were they just the Bills ones? One of each. Hmm. Interesting. Well, there was a lot of shenanigans going on in the in the offensive and defensive lines, so hmm. that might have been part of it. <laughs> some uh, some some liberties taking with, liberties taking liberties. Uh, someone was taking some liberties under the pile. <laughs> Led all the way up to the back of their jersey, maybe. Um, well, you guys want some hot takes? Who wants some hot takes? Sure. I got hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John, give us a hot take. Let's start Start us off with a hot take. <laughs> uh, you don't want to hear my hot take. So, well, we'll, <laughs> yes. Why don't we, we go to the Twitters? Okay, let's or go the, to the X. The X. I'm X. sorry, the X. Let's go to X for some posts. We're not going to Twitter for some tweets. We're going to X for some posts. Um, as for uh, some hot takes... Kelly Mariakis writes, a win is a win. Time to fix some shit and move on. Yeah, let's see if we can fix it. Eric Helwig writes, watching four different guys run on and off the field every single play for the first quarter is maddening. You don't need to get everyone involved. Besides Diggs and Cook, they're all mediocre anyway. Play with some tempo and let guys stay on the damn field and get into a rhythm. Wow, that's an interesting. I did not notice that specifically, but that's an interesting take. I think there's definitely something to be said for... um, Guys staying on the field and not just switching off every, you know, few plays or whatever like that. Um, I, I feel like they definitely, I remember that being a, the case with like Devin Singletary. Like if you gave him a few carries and then you took him out for Zach Moss, like neither of them really got going. But if you gave Devin Singletary like, you know, three or four drives in a row, like he started to hit his stride, you know. Um, of course, I'm talking about a player that's not on the team anymore. Uh, Buffalo Dill writes, my flaming hot take. It's okay not to be playing your best ball in October. We're figuring out how to how to best use the players we have left. Be patient. Ooh. Hot take. Hit, Buffalo Dill's hot take is just relax, guys. Relax. Sounds like Mike's burner. Big R says, this doesn't look like a championship caliber team. This isn't a hot take, but my hot take is I think they can work themselves into one. 
A lot of season left and time to work out the kinks on offense. You know, if you watch, you know, the Eagles lose today, like like Mike mentioned, or you watch the the Chiefs almost lose to the Jets just a few weeks ago if it wasn't for a terrible, you know, call uh, against Sauce Gardner. Well, it wasn't a terrible call, but a call that they probably don't normally call. Um, and the Chiefs lose to the Jets. You're just like, what's wrong with the Chiefs, right? Like, the Bills aren't going to be Dude, putting the, up 40 the, points this every week, game. The Chiefs only scored... 19 on the Broncos. And the Broncos are terrible. The the Dolphins put up 70, right? And that was with Taylor Swift in attendance. She's worth 10. <laughs> worth 10. It seems like. Yeah, yeah. The NFL, right? Yeah, right. The NFL could not be loving this any more than they are. They're like, we're going to get the Swifty crew in watching games. A crew that probably does, maybe doesn't necessarily watch games. You know, NFL games as religiously as the other crew. So... Um, they got to be loving this. All right, EJ Miller, just say no to turf from Saxa Dave. This team is genuinely trying to kill me. Dude, I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch this team into like my 60s and 70s, depending on how my blood pressure is. I like that. I like, I, I agree with Dave on that one. Like, I'm just, like, if I'm on the edge or I've already had a heart attack at one point, I can't watch Bills games. You're just going to have to tell me what happened after. And I think I might risk it for like the Super Bowl. If the Bills make it to the Super Bowl, I'll just be like, you know what? It's worth it. It's worth it. Of course, if they lose and I die, <laughs> it's like the worst way to die. But EJ Miller, right? Letdown game in London. They felt like they could sleepwalk through this one and get the win. Dable had the Giants ready and motivated to play. Bills didn't have their heart in it. I see another dominating performance next week. That's that's a good point. I did. I mean, Mike, you've been to London once. I remember we talked about this like a little bit last week. Uh, but like... The flight over there is tough because, you know, it's like six or seven hours. But, like, it takes, like, a day or so to, like, acclimate. I remember coming back from London and, like, it took me, like, two full days to get over coming back that it did getting there. I felt like. I remember driving somewhere, like, the day after we arrived and just being like, oh, my God, maybe I shouldn't be driving now. Like, I had not had a drink, right? Like, I'm just like, I just feel, I, I don't, my head's just like... It was like a green light, and I'm just like, what's going on? Like, you know, just mentally, I was just out of it. I just wasn't ready. So maybe that's what the Bills are going through this week. It's coming back. Got to find a way out of Knox's. This is Kevin Kaiser. Got to find a way out of Knox's contract. Also, are we allergic to the QB sneak at the one-yard line? (laughs) That's just what they'll be expecting us to do. (laughs) Jacob Schoberl wrote, at least we won a one-possession game. Defense played pretty darn well. Can't really complain. I wonder and worry what happened to Bass tonight, though. Yeah. Karen writes, I will be sending my Bills high school blood pressure <laughs> meds. I will be sending the Bills my blood high blood pressure meds and therapy bills. <laughs> and fire Dorsey into the sun. <laughs> Matthew David wrote, fire Dorsey. Phil Masterson, we should never shotgun again okay that's not realistic but our base should be josh under center that's a good point if you guys notice this i know it's been brought up on social media josh on under center plays so much better than josh and shotgun and it just keeps becoming true week after week you guys pay attention to it mike john everyone listening just start noticing that and uh and see what happens defense is still good enough to win ball games three we need to stop we need to call some Josh-designed runs. I'm happy he's not running 20-plus times a game, but his legs are still a weapon. That's a good one. Nash Phil writes, Nor- Dorsey sucks and he will tank our season. <laughs> the- Chris Braun writes, the Bills are not as good as they think they are. Got lots of high- lots of hot takes tonight. 
Cooper HS 2003 flag pies. Our offense is offensive to the eyes of everyone watching. <laughs> well done, Cooper. Colby Pleasance writes, the slow starts in games will ultimately break the Bills at the season's end. We'll see. We'll see if this continues. It did last season. Bills backers of KC writes, I'll take non-calls over bad call. Or I'll take non-call wins over bad call wins every any day. I like that one. That was a good one. That's true. <laughs> Justin Goddard writes, he says the gif of uh, Obi-Wan. I'm getting too old for this sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Justin's younger than all of us. It's like, I'm getting too old for this shit. Carlin Sullivan writes, this all unfolded the way it did because Dable knows Josh and Dorsey better than any, better than really anyone. The offense will be fine, and everyone really needs to stop freaking out. Oh, that's a good one. That's Mike. Mike, you got to agree with that one. That sounds like basically what you've been trying to say the entire uh, podcast. Love it. <laughs> validation, Mike. You love a good validation. <laughs> <laughs> AJ Tharp writes, oh, this is this is a hot take. Bench Von Miller. He's either running super wide attacks way past a quarterback that has zero chance of a sack or jogging into a pass rush attempt. I'd much rather have Groot, Floyd, AJ, and Shaq out there until he's really ready to go. I I love that as a hot take. I'm not sure I 100% agree with it, but there were a lot of times where I noticed Von just freaking shooting right past. It was just like, Von, Von, bro, where are you going? Tyrod's not going back that far. He's like he's like at the forty yard line, ends up in the end zone. Like what? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, dude, AJ Epinesa had that one really huge sack. Yes, put AJ in there. You know, AJ Groot and Floyd. Absolutely. I don't know about Shaq Lawson unless it's a rundown, but um, Shaq had some good plays too. His pitch count should be like ten plays a game until the playoffs. <laughs> should be his pitch count. Just do one more play each week per game. A lot of fire Dorsey's out there. Fire Dorsey, fire Dorsey. David B. Bell wrote, I thought it was a good win. This was a great coaching chess match against a desperate team. The They played physical and wouldn't back down. You have to be able to win in different ways. The run game sparked the offense. I like that one a lot. Ryan Mays writes, reevaluate how you prepare. What's happening these past two games that's what's happened these past two games that caused you to be starting slow and then completely out of sync for most of the game offensively. Absolutely. And if you know Sean McDermott, he's looking into that. I like that one a lot. Some good hot takes. I have, I'm starting to like this hot take segment better than the wall of fame, wall of shame, because I feel like there's a lot of redundancy when we do wall of fame, wall of shame. This is kind of like, you know, gives people a chance to be a little bit more creative. James judge writes, we, we got the Pats and Broncos where there's a chance to clean all this up before the Bengals game. It's a long season. A win is a win. Bobby writes, they need to stop telling J17 he can't run anymore. It messes with all of his decision-making, it seems like. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a really good take. I didn't think about that. So appreciate all you guys. Should he have to run all the time? No, but it's, I, I think what James is trying to say is that like the coaching staff has tried to beat him into it so much that he shouldn't be, that he's like has to second get it instead of like just running and sliding. And that's what that's my preferred thing. Run and slide. Do that. Run all you want. Just slide. Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't seem like he's second. It doesn't seem like he's second guessing, though. Like, Or maybe he's just not going to do it. Maybe it's not second guessing so much as it's just he's like, I'm just not going to unless I absolutely have to. So. Which is probably good, right? Like it's he's not, getting older. It's not. It's not the worst thing. It's not the worst thing. He does have to eventually prepare for a career like that, right? Where he's going to. I mean, doesn't doesn't he 
I mean, he's leading the the team in rushing touchdowns, isn't he? Still, he might be. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Melcat do writes. I might have to step away from watching the season for my health. <laughs> a lot of people talking about their health in this one and how the Bills are gonna. Wouldn't that be? Wouldn't that be interesting? Like you know, have you seen those obituaries where like people talk about like their team? Like, oh, I want the the Browns to uh, to lower my casket into the ground so they can let me down one last time, like that sort of thing. It'd be like you know, Nate, you know, uh, you know, passed away this past weekend. Like my obituary would be like, yeah, he was watching the Bills game. He was watching the Bills game, and he just couldn't handle the fact that the Bills were losing for most of the, the the Giants, who had never led at any point in any game this season up until they played the Bills, and the Bills couldn't score until the third quarter. <laughs> like that's what that's what did him in. So some people, it's like, oh, their spouse died, you know, a day before them, and then they went right after. Isn't that sweet? They're gonna be like, uh, Nate just passed away because his team was too stressful. <laughs> Lots of people wanting to fire Dorsey. Mike, John, real quick before we end this one, fire Dorsey. What do you think the poll no is? No way. Love him. Love him? <laughs> 66% of people out of 1,100 votes, 66% of people said fire Dorsey. <laughs> so two-thirds of the of, – of the, it, it would have been the same to fire Dable. Uh, yeah. yeah, I agree with that. And also, when did you start that poll? Was it like at the end of the first half after the last six quarters before that were not the greatest – <laughs> yeah, when it was the worst. When when my timeline was all like fire Dorsey, fire Dorsey, fire Dorsey, fire Dorsey. Dorsey's killing us. Why is Dorsey doing such stupid things? Fire Dorsey, fire Dorsey. I'm like, I don't know if this is the X algorithm or what. So there has to like okay, so if if you're gonna fire Dorsey, who's gonna be the offensive coordinator? That's the other part of it. That does seem like a tough decision. Joe Judge? And and you would think a lot of the, the good ones are in some sort of position right now during the season, right? Well, the way this season, okay, okay, you're right. from From a logical, from a logical standpoint, I I cannot argue with anything you're saying. You're you're 100 percent right. But if this continues the rest of the season, where it's kind of like they're struggling but they're winning, like let's say they make the playoffs, they, I think they had six bad quarters out of Dorsey, Jacksonville in the first half of the Giants game, in the Jets game. But you don't no, count the Jets no. game because. No, that was Josh Allen's fault, not Dorsey's. Oh, fault. that's right. Good point. I forgot about that. Um, so, okay. So six bad quarters, right? Yeah. Okay. So at the end of the season, when it comes time, and there are other coordinators available through firings or promotions or whatever, you say at this point, if it continues on this way, don't get rid of Dorsey, right? No, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of games left. I mean. <laughs> but I mean, if it continues on the way that it has been, where like you say it's only been six bad quarters and the Bills have played six games, so that's 24 quarters. So six out of 24 is a quarter. Only 25% of the games are bad. And they're four and two. They're four and two. Lost 25% of their games. <laughs> no, 33% of their games. Yeah, a little bit more. Yeah. Almost, almost half. Almost half after tonight, but yeah. I'm talking myself into not hating him so much after talking with you guys. No, not being and, so and, bad on him. So and, and and Mike brings up a great point. Like everybody was the same way about Dable. Like, oh, I gotta get rid of Dable. And then when they did, or when somebody else hired him, right, it, for a promotion, everybody's like, oh no, we lost Dable. What are we gonna do? And it's like, well, come on, you all were just saying that you wanted to get rid of him. Yeah, how the how... mob is fickle, brother. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I remember saying that on this podcast. Like, what is he doing? What's Brian Dable doing? With with Dorsey, at least, it's like some things just aren't working. With Dable, I remember being like, we're playing against like the 31st ranked like run defense or pass defense, right? And so he's like, I'm just going to try to run it down their throats. It's just like, no, you don't have to do that. They're terrible against the pass. Just pass it. Nope, nope, not today. I'm going to run the hell out of it. It's just like, oh, Dabes, you're killing me. Like, it wasn't like they had to, they weren't doing well passing the ball and they had to go to the run because that, it was just like, we're not even going to try passing the ball. We're just going to try running the ball. It's like, ugh. Yeah. I mean, once you get, I mean, <laughs> grass is always greener. Yeah. It's like, it's like, why aren't you running the ball? And then it's like, the, you know, two plays there. Why aren't you passing the ball? And it's like, <laughs> once you get into that, it's, it, it gets a little ridiculous. You ever do that where you're just like, you're only critical and then you're definitely, like like oh they should pass the ball and then they run it and they have great success you're like i knew they should have run it like <laughs> that's what you should be should have been doing just running it with james cook up the middle like <laughs> you know whereas if it didn't work you'd be like why are you running the ball up the middle that never works <laughs> you got like a 13 yard game latavius murray was crushing it at one point you know yeah cool cool so um that pretty much that leaves the Wall of Fame, Wall of Shame hot take segment brought to you by the Twinspire Sportsbook at Delago. Is there anything else that you guys want to add to this one before we uh, we call it a night? Mike, would you like any more validations of anything that you said? I think I've had enough. For one John, night. how are you feeling on validations? Do you feel like you need to be validated a little bit more? Or are you not a fan? Um, it doesn't matter to me. Oh, John doesn't. If I'm validated or not. Oh, nice. Wow. I like that. I'm going to validate that statement. That is a good statement. No, no, I don't want. <laughs> no, screw you, man. <laughs> cool, cool. Well, thank you guys all for listening. Thank you guys for checking. Oh, yeah, we got um, two giveaways to give away from our T Public site, which was just on sale. Um, check out the link in the bio if you want to catch uh, one of our uh, T Public shirts. I think we have over 260 now at this point. Bill's Designs, um, really cool stuff, really great quality T-shirts. Um, they have athletic shirts now, too. So if you want to uh, work out in a, in a Bill's shirt uh, by circling the wagons, guess, like check that out. So uh, we're going to do two winners. And if you're not sure how to become a winner of the weekly T-Public uh, giveaways, uh, just leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And or if you can't do that, um, then just uh, screenshot it through whatever podcast platform you use like spotify some of you have done that send a screenshot of spotify or wherever else and that works too so uh appreciate all you guys that have done that um first winner is nate detanto nate detanto i already like the guy great name great name tremendous name and then we have jonathan gage as a winner jonathan gage jonathan eh, kind that's, of a, that's a good that's a good name too i like it kind of weak good stuff <laughs> kind of weak doesn't really show a whole lot of strength in that name and he's like a Sounds J- like some way that doesn't need to be validated. This is, just, <laughs> thank God, because there's no validating a Jonathan. <laughs> and it's a J-O-N. It's not a J-O-H-N. So Maybe he doesn't need it because he's better. never experienced it. <laughs> he's like, I wouldn't know what to do with the validation even if I got it. <laughs> uh, so Nate and John. Nate and John win that one. We just need to – I'm just going to do another giveaway just to see if we can get a mic in there. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm only going to do two giveaways, but <laughs> what a dick. What a dick Psych. I am. <laughs> Psych. Uh, so, all right, cool. Well, thank you guys all for listening. Appreciate you guys uh, 
checking in with us on the Bills Giants 14 to 9 win in Orchard Park. Signing off for John. Go Bills. One of these years will be the year. <laughs> Not maybe this year. This, maybe this year, maybe next year. I, who knows? Who can say? <laughs> for Mike. Go Bills. It was fun. And for me, Nate, go Bills. The Bills are 4 and 2. Um, and uh, we'll be talking to you guys next week, hopefully after a Bills win. Go Bills. Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. Um, well, listen, I, the whole show is called Circling the Wagons. Say no more. I love it. <laughs>